You're listening to The Governor's Podcast, which is hosted by school governors, for school governors, and for all involved in or impacted by education governance. On The Governor's Podcast, we have open, honest, and transparent discussions about governance in the UK education sector, sharing and providing insights into the realities of entering the boardroom, sitting around the governing board table, and leaning in. Hello, I'm Sharon Warmington and I support schools and academies as a governor, governance practitioner and a clerk. I'm also the CEO of the National Black Governors Network, supporting the education sector in diversifying their governing boards. And it's Olivia D. Hind here, an under 30, unapologetically black female who is changing the face and space of school governance. And you're listening to The Governor's Podcast. Okay, let's get into today's topic. What does being the only one in the room really mean? Oh, I think being the only one in the room right now to many people, they think of their ethnicity, they think of their age, um, they may even think of their skill set, but being the only one in the room um, could be anything, anything that you bring that you think that the majority of the people in that space do not. I think it depends on the room. Yes, is that true? Because, you know, in one um, area it could be gender. Mm -hmm. Um, As you say, race is a big thing at the moment, especially um, in the the work that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but it can be gender. It can be, in your case, age. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so... Or it could be specialism. Yeah, there's that too. So... What does it really mean? Um, I think I think it's subjective, right? Yeah. It comes down to the individual, how they do they even feel like they're the only one in the room? Because for for many people, unless you're self aware, being the only one in the room is the fact that you're new, full stop. I was gonna, I was, I was actually gonna <laughs> say that. You know what? What? However you come to the space, <laughs> yeah, you will. The one thing you will be is the newest person in the room, mm-hmm. unless. You, I mean, the governing body that I joined, I think at the same time, um, there were two other governors joining, um, you know, simultaneously. So I didn't feel quite that I was the only newbie. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was weird because I joined the governing body during lockdown. (laughs) I actually haven't even been into the school. Oh, wow. So sometimes around that table, I do feel as if, am I the only one who doesn't know, you know, where Mrs. So-and-so's class is Mm -hmm. or where the the head teacher's office is in relation to the school. So, you know, Mm -hmm. being the only one can have different different hats, really. Um, But how do you get past it? Well, I think part of it is um, your personality. So if you think of... um, being new or being the only one in the space think of what you would do if you were networking so when you go to networking events how do you mingle um with other people um do you find out what they do what their Mm -hmm. skill sets are i I would say 
before meetings start, that's a great opportunity to really, um, what do they call it? Like break the ice kind of thing. So before the yeah, meeting gets into the formal shot, yeah, yeah, you kind of just ask, how was your weekend? If your meeting's earlier in the week, like if it's on a Tuesday or something, or what are your plans? You know, it just allows to break that ice so that you then don't feel, especially if you've got a governing body that that is quite clicky. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say that because some people in my in my experience, some governors live quite cl- either yes. live quite closely to each other, mm-hmm. or they've been on the governing body so long, mm-hmm. it can feel as if you know there are cliques and yes. and, and groups within groups, groups yeah. of of the governing body, and and so you know um, that in itself could be. Am I the only one who leaves the meeting at the end of the meeting? You know, oh, where yeah, everybody else be... seems to yeah. to stay for that chit chat, mm-hmm. but not so much now because obviously it's virtual. Mm-hmm. But you know, um, that was one of the things I did find quite isolating actually, mm-hmm. because you you do feel like, what are they talking about? You know, um, I guess that then comes down to your personality and your level of comfort with self as well, because um, I knew that I could see that happening where um, this is when this is um, pre COVID pre lockdown, when um, meetings were face to face. um, And I would um, notice that after a meeting finished, there'll be three or four governors who would, Mm. you know, they they don't seem to be getting their coats or, or packing up their laptops and their paperwork. I'm like, (laughs) Hold on, but the meeting's adjourned. Like, it's finished. It's like, (laughs) let's go home. It's And this is when it's in the autumn term. So, you know, it's dark outside. Yeah. And I don't care if you're driving. Like, it's still dark. Don't you want to... Don't Have you got families to go home to, you know, kind of thing. But for me, I was like, pick up my bag and and go. go. I am fine with it. You want to sit there? Cool. I'm going home. Because that's where I want to be right now. I came for the meeting. And it's... And I think it's partially because of the work I do. Mm. Entrepreneur work from home anyway. So me going back to base is normal. Yeah. Whereas for them, if depending on your age, if you're retired or if you um, work um, day hours. So from nine till you do a nine till yeah. five job and stuff. You know, that's your social it's time. Part, I was going to say that it's part of the, it's part of their socializing. And yeah. I say they, because I don't do it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if that is a, is a, is a race thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, because, because we just, we just go. Meetings oh, yeah. finish. We, <laughs> yeah. People just go. We just go. <laughs> yeah. What else is there to talk about? Uh-huh. Um, and I've noticed that, um, you know, but as you say, also age. Um, a couple of times um, when I was a parent governor, um, I sort of just disappeared Mm -hmm. um because I had children at home that I needed to to look after and all that kind of stuff but as a clerk sometimes I do hang around and just sort of eavesdrop almost like a fly on the wall what are they talking about Mm -hmm. um that kind of thing um and it's not it is just a social aspect and Mm -hmm. and people may not have seen each other may not have spoken to each other since the last meeting or if they're on different committees, you know, so I find it probably more after a full governing body meeting, you know, just as a way of catching up. And um, a lot of people now, governors, um, say that they miss that aspect. That's mm-hmm. what they miss the most about live meetings is that personal that, yeah, interaction. Because you just can't do it virtually. I've heard people suggest that you know, um, the Zoom is opened up, say, 10 minutes before the meeting's due to start to give people that opportunity to to catch up and things like that. 
But I think we're just in that in that mindset where the meeting starts switch at on, six, so we, so we just switch on at yeah. you know one mm-hmm. minute two mm-hmm. or within seconds of all you know for many six o'clock on the not on the nose or five thirty on the nose, mm-hmm. um you know and you're just ready to start mm-hmm. rather than having that slow build mm-hmm. because you haven't got the the situation where people would say the meeting starts at five thirty. And they finish work at 4.30 or 5 o'clock, depending on their their length of travel. And they get there 10 minutes before. And Mm -hmm. so they're making a coffee and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. And as as people are joining, you know, you're sort of exchanging pleasantries kind of thing. All that is gone. That's interesting you say that because you, uh, just going back to a point you said um, just before that one, you mentioned how as a clerk, you may sit and listen mm-hmm. and so I guess that brings in the position that you have or mm-hmm. the um or the position that you play the role that you play the responsibilities that you have um in that governing body space um because I think that's another thing um the way to kind of integrate yourself into a culture because every governing body has its own culture i would say because it's made up of the the different individuals Mm. that come into that space and so one of the ways that you could integrate i guess i'm giving a solution to a problem here if every if 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 anyone feels isolated is putting yourself forward for things to do get involved get involved so obviously the clerk may already be assigned so i'm not saying the clerk's role is up for grabs but maybe it's if you've got a committee structure, then it may be a case of nominating yourself for exactly. a committee um, chair position, or it could be link governor roles. Yeah. Obviously, if all the committee chair positions are filled or they don't exist. To, yeah, that gives you something more to talk about. And yes. it makes you feel mm-hmm. more connected because mm-hmm. if you... One of the going back to when I was a parent governor, mm-hmm. um, although I had a link governor role, it was really a non role. It was for training and development, and mm-hmm. I'm talking about in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So governance was different back then, mm-hmm. and it wasn't really anything. It wasn't really a role that required me to do um, anything. Mm-hmm. But now, when you've got a link governor role or mm-hmm. a committee chair role. Mm-hmm there are additional responsibilities. Yeah. So those additional responsibilities include having um, almost direct conversations with other governors and possibly other members of staff. Yeah. So that in itself will... Gives you something. Gives you something, yeah. To get involved in. So when Jane walks through the door, it's like, hi, Jane, how are you? Yes. How's work? How's the family kind of thing? Yeah. You then have that connection. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you are... Um, and when I say just a governor, I don't mean you're just no, a governor. No, but you're a school um, governor you know, with no additional... If you don't have any additional responsibilities, yeah. then and you you are only attending one meeting a, a term mm-hmm. or, or two, depending on how many committees you're on, mm-hmm. then it can feel quite isolating. And mm-hmm. so my advice would be, as you say, get involved, mm-hmm. take on a responsibility, um, or as you prepare for the meetings, mm-hmm. um, think of questions and things because by asking more questions, mm-hmm. people will begin to see Be that like, you oh, even exist. Yeah, who is this? <laughs> like... Oh, right, okay, this person speaks all the time. I'm going to remember their name and yeah. see what kind of questions they ask. So then you don't, you no longer become the only one. You become more a part of the group who, but you're someone who brings something yeah. different. Um, and in terms of like taking up responsibilities, 
Um, it's not that they you do them all at the beginning as soon as you're new and you and you join um, or you wait after a year. It just depends on when the natural cycles come round. Mm. Um, you never know. At any point, a governor could um, stop become stop being a governor because they've got other commitments that yeah. or or their terms terms of office is that what it's yeah. called? Terms of office come to an really? end. Really, you're a governor and you I don't know. know that. <laughs> yeah, that's just the that's that's all that stuff. <laughs> But, yeah, um, called your term of office. Dear. Yeah, well, it's all good. Um, so those come to an end, and therefore an opportunity may open up. I know for me, just my personality, the way I am, I was like, I just want to. I guess I was green, so I was like, when an opportunity came up, I'm like, yes, I'll do it. And that's, and that's the beauty of <laughs> ignorance, because when you don't know, when you first join, I always say to people. Um, when you join the governing body, lean in, yeah. you know, just take on it, just take on a role. And some people are like, oh, no, I can't do that. Just say yes. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, you don't need to be perfect you know? or anything. And so ignorance yeah. is bliss yeah. in that respect, because <laughs> yeah. some I think the longer you are on a governing body without a responsibility is the harder it becomes yes. for you to take on a responsibility. Yeah. Because then you, you spend so much time seeing other people yeah. do it and then you try and compare yourself. Oh, I won't be like them. Well, you don't have to you be. You don't have to be, yeah. So, um, so for me, just to kind of add a bit of context to what I've said already, um, I think I was maybe six months into this um, this position as a, as a governor and I put myself forward as the chair of the teaching and learning committee now i wasn't nominating myself to become the chair at what, what 25 26 um, years old yes like i was a... <laughs> um so talk about leaning I, in. i know so this was um about 18 months ago um and the how it came about is the chair was not present at a meeting and obviously, they need someone to chair the meeting, even if it's not the officially named yeah, chair. If, if the chair is absent, the chair was absent, then or the governors an need to yeah. nominate someone to chair that meeting. Yeah. So it's not to take over no, as but chair, but just, to chair that meeting specifically for that meeting. And no one else put their hands up. So I was like, well, someone has to do it. And I was so, you know, I'm looking at people who have been there much longer than myself. Yeah. People who ask a lot of questions yeah. and things and I was shocked yeah. that they didn't put themselves I find it, forward. I find it amazing that people who have been governors for, yeah. for sometimes decades, you know, still don't volunteer for exactly. things. And I think, well, why are you here? What, yeah. are you, what are you doing? I know. So I was kind of waiting for them to say, because it was, for me, it was just an expectation that someone who knew the school and is familiar with the structure and I guess older, then they yeah. would go for it. But when they were almost like, it was like being in school again. Nobody wanted to volunteer. Yeah, they were, they're not even making eye contact with the head or, or the clerk or anything. So then I said, um, I'll do it. You know, because I'm thinking it's just for the meeting. meeting yeah, it's not it's for no the whole meeting. committee. But they obviously knew what you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it must be. <laughs> Once you volunteer, it's like, oh, okay, oh, Olivia's already put herself forward. So <laughs> I was like, okay. So I did it for that meeting. And then I think the next meeting was at the beginning of the new academic year. So you naturally, mm. every year, you go through the cycle of, um, will the current chair want to continue? Does anyone else want to nominate themselves? It turned out that the chair of that teaching and learning committee actually was leaving because he was moving to a different location geographically. So commitment-wise, it just wasn't going to work and for him. And then everyone looked at you. <laughs> and then I was like, by then, I was thinking, well, I've already chaired a meeting. Um 
not perfectly, but no one expected me to be perfect. They were just glad that someone nominated themselves. Well, no, nobody can be perfect. No. And, and especially in, in the governance space, mm. I, I find that those who almost put themselves out as if they know everything about everything are, are not good. They don't... Um, not effective governors. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they just, they're not. Yeah, and, because and you you've, got to, you've got to recognise that it's a journey. You're continuously Absolutely. learning. If you think about what school governance has had to um, be like over the last 12 months because of the situation that just came from left field, no one knew, no one in the, as governors knew what was going to hit schools. Mm. Um, and so it was just the case of learning to adapt. And I knew as my uh, like just being self-aware that I am agile and I am adaptable I embrace those characteristics so you know if I embrace them I have to action them I have to actually Mm. show it so that's how I got into it and I absolutely love it I do so you being the only black young only black only black only one under 35 I would say on both of the governing bodies that I sit on okay for me um I'm not the only black I'm not I may be the only one who has the governance specialism. specialism that I have. And I do, I'm very aware of that in my questioning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm increasingly aware of when people almost like turn to me in a virtual space. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, like what does Sharon think when it comes to policies and things like that? Mm-hmm. And I suppose that's because when you're looking at policies, I can scan them and I know exactly what I'm looking for because I just, you know, I live and breathe policies. So, but but that can also make other people... Feel intimidated. Either feel intimidated or or feel lazy or, or be lazy in some respects. That person will ask the questions I don't yeah, need to. Yeah, I don't need to. So, or I'm not going to read that because I don't understand it. So I'm, I, I don't need to. Or, you know, finance is my big nemesis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to understand... Um, school finance especially maintain schools um more not just in terms of the numbers but the um the infrastructure around it the relationship with the local authority and all of that i want to i want to understand that so being the only one in the room is not necessarily a bad thing it depends on the context and how you approach that situation so my advice to anybody who currently is the only one in the room or feels like they're the only one in the room is to lean all the way in and just make your presence known. So what would be your takeaway from what we've discussed? Your one takeaway uh, from what we've discussed in, in this topic or around this topic? Um, my one takeaway... Or would it be what you've just said? I think it, I think, I think it would be what, I, what I've said. Um, and I say that to myself as well. I don't currently have... An additional responsibility in the school that I govern in but I'm also um, on a board for a diocese, um, a diocesan board and I've got the feeling that they're about to land me with mm-hmm. a responsibility so you've also got to think about your capacity um, but to get the best out of your role as a governor take on an additional responsibility mm-hmm. and instead of then having a situation where um, governing bodies are, are scrapping around for people to fill these roles they'll have almost like a waiting list mm-hmm. and that in itself 
will make a difference to the whole structure. If you've got a not only a chair and a vice chair, but you've got a link governor for safeguarding and almost one shadowing um, and in the wings and you for, make it all part of your succession plan, that's a strong governing body. I would say um, my takeaway would be um, to kind of similar something that you said about um, being the only one could actually be a strength. Mm -hmm. But I would say see sometimes see being the only one as the only one who doesn't know something in the room because then that shows that you're willing to learn. And that's That's... sorry. And that can also show the challenge Mm -hmm. because sometimes if you've got all the same people who have been there for ages, you could end up having a rubber stamping board. Mm-hmm. But if you've got somebody new who doesn't know and they're questioning, then that is adding the challenge. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a good thing. So I would say definitely um, know that if you don't know something, for example, um, one of the schools that, um, that I'm a governor at, you have to join two committees. Mm-hmm. And I knew from the outset that I would join one, that was my comfort in a way. The, yeah, the thing that I you knew, knew about. The thing that even though I would still be learning how it worked in this context, I know I would be comfortable in those conversations. It wouldn't be talking about anything that will throw me off. Yeah. And the other one would be a challenge. So comfort and challenge, comfort and challenge. Yeah, so if you've good. got a pair of those. So the, the challenge was, um, the comfort was teaching and learning, which I then became okay. chair. <laughs> so that was my challenge within my comfort. And the challenge um, one is finance because, you know, being young, but I knew that... It's got nothing to do with age because no, I it's got nothing to do. No, I know, but I mean, like, you're talking about million, million pound yeah, organisations. In, 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 in a secondary school, it's definitely exactly. so I, I joined that one knowing that there was so much I would need to learn. Yeah. And that's when I would sit around the table. And even in the first meeting, I may not have asked a lot of questions. Yeah. I learned how to ask questions because I didn't know oh. how to ask questions. Okay, you've so, got to unpick that a bit. Okay, so I listened to the other governors, how they asked questions, the details that they focused on. Um, and then it was like, okay, now that I've learned, I now that I've heard, listened mm-hmm. to how they've asked questions, then those same questions I can then ask when I'm in a different space. Mm-hmm. So because I didn't know how to ask questions, I learned how to from the other governors who did. Right. So instead of being in a situation where you're fearful because it seems like everyone else is asking questions, mm-hmm. use that as a learning opportunity. Yes. yes. Okay. Those are the kind of questions that they ask. Yes. So if it's about data, mm-hmm. about um, performance, about disadvantaged groups, about mm-hmm. non-disadvantaged groups, yes. how can in the next meeting, because you get the same data, just different figures. Yes. Yes, really exactly um you know it's the same report just exactly. just um different it's just an update yes. of the last report mm-hmm. so how has how has that changed in between the the, the reports mm-hmm. and those questions can almost be repeated cycle round yeah, yeah absolutely so but it's just a different governor who's asking this yeah. time and then over time it's just recognizing that over time you will get you will refine your questioning style yeah. and it will become more targeted and strategic mm. and things but in the first instance, just put yourself in the space yeah. and then figure it out. And there's no such thing as a dumb question anyway. No, exactly. Exactly. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please rate, review and subscribe via your preferred streaming platform. 
The Governor's Podcast is a brand of the legal entity Education Governance Solutions Limited and a free training resource for anyone. So if you know someone who is interested in becoming a governor or a trustee, please share this podcast with them. And if you'd like to get in touch with us directly with questions or comments, then drop us an email at thegovernorspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on social media platforms at The Governor's Podcast. Let's connect.